The following Truth Barista podcast is a High Beam Ministry production. God is unchanging. He's unchanging in His love. God loves you. That's the most wonderful thing to go to bed with at night, to know that God loves me. God forgives me. God is interested in me. But I must receive Him. Secondly, the Word of God does not change. The grass withereth, and the flower fadeth, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. I settled that a long time ago. There are a lot of things in this Bible I don't understand. There are questions you could ask me that I cannot answer. I don't know all the answers in this book. How can a finite mind like mine comprehend the infinite? I cannot. So one day I opened the Bible and I said, Oh Lord, I accept this as your word by faith. And that settled it from that moment on. When I quote the scriptures, I know that I'm quoting the word of God. It's a living word. And lastly, the way of salvation has not changed. All these centuries, the way to the kingdom of God is exactly the same. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. He will never change. But you must change. Welcome to the Airzats Coffee Shop. This is Jay, your truth barista, and I'm serving up a steamy cup of God's truth for the average Joe. You can catch me and this podcast on my websites, truthbarista.com, all one word, truthbarista.com, and highbeamministry.com. That's H-I-G-H-B-E-A-M ministry.com, as in car high beam. We're shining the light of God's truth on the road ahead. Truth Barista, we're back in the anointed booth, as I call it. I just love it. Comfy. It is comfy. You know, a couple of these cushions, though, because we've been sitting here so long, are, are starting to give way. So we may have to do some remodeling in this booth. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. I notice you're reading the headlines. Yes. There are some things there that, yeah, as you're going through your list of the deceptions and, yes. and what God has to say about them, I... You've got a funny look on your face. This gay stuff that's in the news all the time, you know, we've got marches and we've got people demanding this and that. And it just seems to me that it's a big, fat manipulation. I mean, you know, people are always manipulating what they want, right? And they manipulate society. They manipulate the news media to go a certain direction and talk about certain things. It all basically moves further and further and further away from God and his word. So that's kind of disturbing, you know, and even Truth Barista, sometimes if you stand up and say something against the gay movement, boy, you're looked down upon like you're some outer space person. Yeah, we're, we're looked down upon like we have like eight arms and eight noses and things. You know, you said something that comes to mind, you know, the whole manipulation. Okay, we know that there are people out there who are gay and a lot of them come into the Arzats coffee shop because we're right next to Big Brain University here and they're pretty liberal, right? Right. But they come in here and some of them are really big activists and we get into some 
really deep discussions with them. Why do you think people are trying to manipulate the media in order to advance their agenda? Or what, what do you think is the key to that? Or what's the center of that? Well, I think it's just breaking down the stereotypes, first of all, that I think people have about it, and they're trying to act as if everything is normal, that this is the a normal way to live. It's just a, another form of normality. And so, you know, they're trying to get it into schools. They're trying to get the younger people to accept it. It's just a manipulation of saying, hey, there's nothing perverted about it. There's nothing odd about it. And churches and spiritual people who say there is, well, they're just they're just plain old-fashioned wrong. I agree with that. My head was kind of going in the direction, too, of when I'm doing something that isn't necessarily proper or right, I find myself, at least I have in the past, trying to come up with things that justify it, Correct. that make it normal, so that as I'm doing it, I don't feel guilty. Mm-hmm. That's one aspect. I don't feel out of place. I don't feel odd. If I can just justify it, and then if I can get other people to join me with this justification, it only makes me feel better. And so it's kind of like this, it's kind of like what the scriptures say. Paul says it's not just that they're participating in a sin, talking about, you know, sinners in general. They're not just sinning, but they want you to approve of them and then join you in it. Why? Because the guilt and the and the being out of order, the disorder of it, really does affect people. Right. Absolutely. The issue for me, Truth Barista, has to do with science. And, you know, we hear this all the time. Well, we, I believe in the science and the science behind it. Well, the science behind it is this, that you can't create from the same sex relationships. You can't. And it seems to me that if you take it back to the creation element, that God gave us the power to procreate, to create after ourselves, I don't know how the same-sex people can do that. It just seems to me that it's just not the right way of, of living life, just from a scientific standpoint. Well, I've heard in our discussions, to be absolutely fair, two arguments to that, which are, are worth you know considering. One is, it's like, what do you do with a couple that's infertile? Does that now nullify their marriage? So that's one argument. Other argument is, well, if I have a same-sex couple and we use in vitro fertilization for a lesbian couple or we use a surrogate for a gay couple, then does that validate their marriage? And so now with the science, that's where the science justification and rationale falls off. And now we have to say, well, you know, according to man's way of seeing things, yeah, you can justify and make something right and still be wrong. Because really, it's not man's truth or what we perceive to be truth based on ourselves, our own science, our own brains, our own rationality. The truth is rooted in God's word. And that's what we're talking about when we've gone through this series. So when we hear, for example, here's the next one that I've got, there's nothing wrong with gay or lesbian marriage. Well, that's what the world says, and they can come up with all sorts of justifications, sociologically, psychologically, scientifically, etc. But the fact is, Matthew 19.5, Jesus, the Creator, through whom, it says in Colossians, everything was created, and for whom everything was created, Jesus says this, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. There is no other option that he puts out there. And since Jesus also said, I'm not going to do away with the Torah. I'm going to give you the right interpretation and the right application. 
then that means everything that the Torah says is applicable, especially when it has to come with the ethical and moral aspects of it. And the Torah, the law, says, you know, a man shall not lie with a man as with a woman. And I, I don't think you could get any more clear than that. Well, you know, Bruce Jenner, who turned into, what was her name, Caitlin? Caitlin. Yeah. I mean, one person said, you know, no matter how he looks and how he changes his appearance, his DNA cannot change. His DNA is still male. And so you can say what you want, but the creator created him with a male DNA, period. And so when people say, well, this is the way I was born, no, not really. It is an abomination in the eyes of God because it really dishonors God. I mean, when you think about how Satan uses sexual activity, whether it's same sex or whether it's fornication or adultery or any of these things, transgenderism, he is just dishonoring God by doing the absolutely opposite of what God has created those things to be, male and female, not male and male or female and female or whatever 58 other gender ideas that people have that they are claiming are in society today. You use the word abomination, Mm -hmm. and I've used that in conversations, and that's kind of a discussion stopper right there, because that's a word that's very peculiar to Christians when dealing with this topic, and it is certainly outside of the arena of anybody else. To me, when I look at that, it is an abomination, speaking to Christians. It is an abomination because it is so totally, and this brings it into the other arena, totally disordered. I mean, even the science backs up the order of biology in this. So when you talk about a same-sex marriage, as we've talked about before in our Bible study on are we destroying or affirming God's image, the order is... A male and a female and when you have two females in a, in a marriage relationship you can have two females in a relationship you can be friends not a problem but when it moves into that marriage definition because marriage is recognized as this is the place that's the boundary for sex so now they're using marriage as a boundary for sex but now they're bringing in the disorder of the same genders in that marriage relationship that is a now become a disorder that's why it's an abomination to God It is looking God in the face and saying, your order, your design is wrong, God, and my idea of the design is correct. It's an abomination because it's an utter rebellion against what God has set up, what God has created. I mean, here's an abomination. It's putting bleach into a gas tank and saying that the car is going to run. Eventually, that engine is going to seize up and become worthless, and I'm going to have to junk the car. Well, in God's eyes, when this is a disorder, it begins to wreck a human being. All you have to do is read Romans chapter 1 and some of the other biblical commentary on people who wallow in sin, whether it's sexual sin or any other ethical sin or moral sin. It brings a consequence that breaks down a human being. So when you're talking about a same-sex marriage, you're using marriage as a justification for your same-sex desires in a sexual relationship. And that doesn't fly with God. The truth is, he made them in the beginning, male and female, and for this reason he shall leave his father and mother, there's the different sex relationship, and be joined to his wife. There's the different sex relationship. In nowhere in the Bible can anybody say God's truth says same-sex marriages or same-sex 
sexual relationships are right. It's not there. It's not there. It's an abomination. I just want to go back to the definition of that word. It's an intense aversion or loathing, detestable. It's a vile, shameful, or detestable action. And people don't want to use that word today because there's nothing detestable. Everything is uh, open for interpretation. I can do what I want. There's no sin. There's no any of that. So that's why that word sort of has lost favor with society. But you know what has it lost favor with society? What? A good cup of coffee. And that's what we're missing right now. And in some ways, because we don't have it, that's an abomination. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far, but go fill up my cup, please. Thank you for joining us today. In today's world, we need to know more about life than what we are fed through our normal channels of communication. Even in many of our churches, we are not hearing the whole truth about God and His Word. Pastors today are often afraid to address the themes in culture that might get them to be targeted by the cancel culture. Congregations are divided on the issues, and it makes a pastor's job more difficult to address those spiritual areas that might divide the church. This was one of the reasons the Truth Barista came into existence. We wanted to provide a message without any strings attached or be subjected to division in the church. We want to bring you a strong biblical message that doesn't come with limitations or restrictions on what can be said. No one wants to have information withheld from them, right? We all want to know the truth. The Truth Barista is a podcast that brings you truth based on God's Word, the Bible. We hope that you'll become a regular listener and be informed on the truth concerning the issues of our day. Join the RSS family by providing your email address on our website, and you'll be sent a link every time a new podcast comes out. Our website is highbeamministry.com. That's highbeamministry.com. Okay, amazing, Larry. Hey, very good. Oh, you brought me a latte. You must like me a latte. Well, I mean, after all, I'm your employee, and I want to keep my boss happy. Because, oh, so you're saying I like you because because I pay you, right? Yes, and it's like uh, it's raise time again. It's that time of year where we kind of analyze the goodness of your heart to the lowly peasant that uh, every day comes and works in this coffee shop. Well, I find that attitude an abomination. How do you like them apples? Wow. <laughs> okay, we have really kind of two topics, and I have a third one that's really not related to any of these. But let's finish these up here. There's nothing wrong with homosexual or gay-lesbian marriage. And then the second one is transgenderism's fine. People choose their gender. Okay, we've kind of talked to the marriage thing on there. I want to jump off of the abomination thing. When you were giving me that definition of abomination, what really struck me in there too is it's a detestable thing. It's a repulsive thing. Well, in our day and age, those words don't fly in this context of gay and lesbian marriage because we are to tolerate everything. So no matter how we feel about something being detestable or something being repulsive, or bringing us a sense of revulsion, we are to tamp that down and deny our feelings and neutralize our feelings in order to be tolerant and accommodate somebody else. However, the flip side of that is the transgender issue. Now, the transgender issue is a person is born a biological gender, and let's just say male for now, but because of their feelings or their thinking that they are female or have feminine qualities, 
on that side, in order to justify where they're at, they now tell us we have to respect their feelings. We have to exalt their feelings and their thinking in this matter. So on one side, it's, no, you must tamp down your feelings and thinking in order to accommodate me. And on the other hand is, no, you need to give me free reign on my thinking and my feelings in order to accommodate me. The common factor is a very selfish me. It's all about me. And you need to bend to my thinking, and you need to accommodate my feelings. As to your thinking and feelings, they don't enter into this. It's all about me. Well, that's why we don't use certain words. Abomination is one of them we don't use anymore. The other one is perversion. When I was coming up, and you, I would say the same, perversion was something that was abnormal. In fact, it means, perversion means it's a change to what is natural or is abnormal. Well, what's abnormal? See, nobody wants to be abnormal. I mean, any kind of perversion is what we would call perversion, is no longer in existence. Everything is natural. And that's what, you know, the counterfeiter, Satan, is wanting all of us to believe. There is no perversion, no abomination. All of that is absolutely off the table. And we don't hear those words anymore, ever, even in church. Well, what was normal was determined on biblical normality. God set the standard. It was recorded in the Bible. So for centuries, millennia. We have chosen God's standard as our standard of normal. But now we're in a postmodern society where the philosophy, the thinking is, there is no baseline. Whatever the baseline is, is what we feel it is. So we've trashed God's baseline of normality, and we have established our own baseline of morality. And basically what it comes down to is that we've got our thinking and our thoughts, and we will be our own God. We will determine our standard of what is right and wrong, what is normal, what is not normal, what is tolerable and intolerable. And in fact, some Christians have now been labeled abominations because of the stand we take, because we are unable or actually unwilling to tolerate somebody else's, if I want to call it delusion or warped feelings, now I am an abomination. So let's get into this transgenderism. God said, Matthew 19, 4, and this relates directly back to what you and I were just talking about, sir. He who made them at the beginning made them male and female. God is the designer. And when somebody wants to go transgender, they figure if I can just change the outside, it will match what I'm feeling inside. But the problem is there's something standing in the way of the outside and the inside being the outside physical form and the inside person that keeps the process from finishing. And it's exactly what you said. It's the genetics. You can change all of the outward appearances, but you have to get into each individual cell and change from an XY to an XX in order to truly be transgendered. And that is outside of the ability of mankind. This is something that God has reserved for himself alone, is this XXXY distinction. God gets the first and only choice in our gender. So what's plaguing our society as I see it today is not a question over biology, but self-regard in a person's mind. Actually, to me, to be fair, it is a mental health issue. Now, we've talked 
to Luca Grappoli. In fact, I think we should bring her on sometime, or I think we should, you know, kind of go through this again because she was one who was a young girl who was abused as a girl. And as you said that in our last discussion, she felt safe in men's clothing That's because correct. then she wouldn't be abused. And the men's clothing thing moved toward, well, if I just looked like a man more. And the sad part is, is at that time in her life, they were pushing her toward transgenderism. You need to change the outward form of your genitals and lop off your breasts and then you'll be a man and, a, and nobody, no man will want you and blah, blah, blah. And she was on that path, and, but she never really made that final step. But she was in lesbian relationships as the male figure for 40 years. And finally she goes to church and God reveals the truth to her. Boom, over a very short period of time, she says, yes, he made me female. I can be a female. I don't have to be a female as another woman is a female. I am a female and I can act exactly as I act, which is Luca. Right. <laughs> she she loves to ride her motorcycle. She mm -hmm. loves to minister in church. She loves to speak. She's She is really becoming a figurehead of the regret for transgender and moving back to your original gender movement. She's got a ministry called Over the Rainbow. It is fantastic. To me, it's a mental health issue. And she recognized she was not thinking the way God wanted her to think. Once she was confronted by the truth, she aligned her thinking to God's truth, and the change came. Well, all of this, whether it's the same-sex marriage or the transgender issue, it's all about, in my opinion anyway, and correct me if I'm wrong, Truth Barista, it's all about moving further and further away from God. That's all it is. It's an affront against who God is and how he created us. And I don't know where the next step will be. I mean, it's just getting darker and darker and darker. And more and more people, unfortunately, are accepting this as normal. Even the church, Truth Barista, we now have Christians who are saying, hey, it's not that bad. You know, God still loves them, still forgives them. They'll still be in heaven if they accept Jesus. And that's kind of becoming a common thread throughout Christendom. What are your thoughts? Well, my thought goes back to this thing that we had talked about in the past, the subdue and rule mandate, where God said, rule the earth, subdue and rule the earth, and then rule the creatures, right? Well, at the fall, that got disconnected from just focusing on the earth and creatures, and it began to be focused on other people. I'm going to control other people, and God, at the fall, I've decided I'm going to be my own ruler. I'm going to rule myself rather than you rule me. And so this self-determination thing got locked into that selfish thing, and I will now be what I want to be. It's that self-rule drive, that dominion drive. I will take dominion over my life. So what has happened then is despite God's truth, people have turned away from it and have pursued what they have created or they determined to be their own truth. Now, I, it, it's no surprise that the world does this because the world is lost in sin. However, what is surprising, and you brought it up, that there are segments of the church that are now uh, espousing the whole transgenderism thing. What that tells me, those sections of the church have turned away from God's truth. Now, there are sections of the church, areas of the church, that stand for God's truth, and they do it lovingly, and they do it properly. And they say, nope, men, women can't change, period. But there is that other side of the church that seems to be walking away from God. It's called an apostasy. They deliberately 
turn away from God's truth and are buying into the fact that we, human Christians, will rely on our human truth rather than God's truth. That's so good, Truth Barista. We know that the Bible teaches it this way, that the last days will be an era of falsehood. That means that falsehood will reign in the last days. And if leaders, Christian leaders, don't address the falsehood, falsehood becomes darker and darker and pushes out the light. So even if pastors would believe that homosexuality is wrong, but never speak about it, never tell their congregations or their media audiences that this is wrong, then to me, they're, they're no different than the falsehood that is being perpetrated in our culture. You've got to address it, or how are people going to know it's wrong? They have to address what's wrong, and they have to establish what's right. Then they're doing their job. They are standing for God's word. And it's not just for pastors. It's for elders. It's for any Christian. Correct. This is why, as uncomfortable as it is, I refuse to use somebody's chosen pronouns. And so it's like somebody says, hi, I'm Caitlyn Jenner. It's like, okay, you're not a she, you're a he, because I will not reinforce somebody else's delusion. And I regard it as a mental health abuse. Furthermore, it doesn't line up with God's truth. So if I were to capitulate and to tolerate somebody doing this, then I'm just simply denying God's truth and giving into the world. So lovingly and respectfully, I do not agree with that. I do not recognize that. And I realize it's going to bring me stat. And here at the Airzats Coffee Shop, it has. We've lost customers. We've been abused. But we will not relinquish this territory. Okay, so I have a question for you, Truth Barista. I have noticed that when a mother and father have a child that is turns gay, you know, they're of age and they, they, they come out of the closet and say, I'm gay. That is when mom and dad, even though they're very dedicated Christians, oftentimes will accept homosexuality because of their love of their loved one. Tell me what's wrong with that. Well, they're denying God's truth. And I'm being very blunt about this, but I'm going to also temper it a little bit. They are capitulating to their love for their child, which is very strong, against their love for God's truth. That's one side. The other side, as I would see it, is they are convinced in their mind that this is something that can't be changed or something that must be accepted. Part of that problem is they've never or they may not have encountered somebody who has come out as gay and then renounced their homosexuality and brought their lives in line with God. This is why this whole movement, this reversing transgenderism movement and this escape from the gay lifestyle is growing in our day. It's not getting a lot of press, but it's growing by the day because people are realizing that human truth of homosexuality and transgenderism isn't helping me. It isn't bringing me healing. It isn't bringing me health. Many gay and lesbian people are finding health and healing through these movements. So the parents need a resource that they can go to, to be able to talk through the issues with them, to be able to work through with their child. And you know something? They're going to have to stand for truth, though their child rejects their version of the truth. It's a very fine line. It's a very difficult line. It is a very sad line to have to confront this, but it is a fact of life. And it comes down to, do you honor God more than you honor your feelings towards your child? 
Oh, that's so good, Truth Barista. So as we bring this to a conclusion, we've talked about the sin of homosexuality or transgenderism. What do we do as Christians? I mean, we don't we don't elevate one sin over another. So we should be treating sin as sin. If we were dealing with alcoholism or adultery or anything else that we the Bible condemns as sin, isn't that the same way we should treat homosexuality and transgenderism? Exactly. Yes. There's a, all sin is sin. All sin is sin. It is interesting, though, that some things God labels an abomination because it is specifically outside of his order. But then again, all sin is outside of his order. Okay, so from that basis, what do we do? We have to speak the truth in love. That's really our only, that's really our only option. And as we go forward into the days, especially if they really are the end times where Paul says deception and falsehood is going to run rampant. Our job is to proclaim the truth. This is wrong. This is right. We do it in love and we let the person decide because ultimately it's on them. It's not on us. We need to take the stand and trust God. Well, it's black and white, Truth Barista. There's no gray. And I think the devil wants us to move into the gray area, and that's where we cannot move. Sure. Speaking of the gray area, next Friday, I want to talk about a couple of really quick things. And it's going to be open borders. Immigrants aren't wrong sneaking in. Everyone has to find his own way to God. I don't believe in God. And God won't give you more than you can handle. Are you ready for those? Oh, I am. I am. I am. Thanks so much, Truth Barista. You helped us stay on the right side of truth and uh, and to think it through. And hopefully uh, our audience will, uh, will get back to us. Let us know how you feel about what we've just said today. Thanks again. And by the way, we'd love your feedback. Just send an email to highbeamministry at gmail.com. Highbeamministry, as in car high beams, all one word, highbeamministry at gmail.com. We'd love to point you toward the right resources and encourage you as much as we can. The first step in anything is knowing the truth. Knowing the truth about God is what we do in every podcast here on The Truth Barista. The next step is yours in what you do about it. We are The Truth Barista, a production of highbeamministry.com. This is Jay, your Truth Barista. Thanks for listening to the Truth Barista podcast. The best way to find out when a new podcast drops is through RSS feed. Go to our website, look for the RSS button, press it, and then enter your email. You'll be notified when a new podcast drops. Thanks for listening.